heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It's always an extraordinary and historical moment when a United States president is having a trip to the Middle East. It's it's always a moment. There's a couple of ironies here and a couple of things I will point out. Here's really the big bomb today. I'm going to bounce right at you right now. Here, here it is. I believe that things are, you know how you always say in a situation like this, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think we're, we're in a very uh, eerily uh, uh, odd and quiet moment. You know how things have been pretty laxed out there, really. There's not been a lot of firestorms. It's been quiet. There have been other hot spots in the world, but we, we haven't. Now, there have been things going on there, but surely not to the level of what could be. A lot of that is really pointed at that smoking gun or that other shooter drop has got to be Iran. And where is Iran in the process of developing a nuclear weapon? Now, I've seen many reports in past days and weeks that are not being reported on in any media, to be sure. It, it appears that they're very, very, very close and right there at the threshold. And we'll find more of that out today when we talk to uh, IQ Al-Razuli and Alana Friedman will be here. And But I, I think that uh, gives pause for the quietness out there, more or less. You know what I'm saying? That something else, is, because I always knew when Iran approached to that moment, uh, you know, where they've been striving for to, what do they say? How do they say it again now? To, and I quote, to wipe Israel off the map. I mean, how many times have you heard that now? And that, that's been said repeatedly from Iran's uh, so-called leaders. Uh, so the quietness out there is, is very deafening to my ears, actually, I would suggest to you. And it says to me that Things are at a very potential uh, explosive moment, maybe, and we just haven't seen the other side of this thing. Uh, we'll see. And now we see uh, this historic trip and what is in place. And again, with the new Israeli leader out there and what may take place with, with, with Joe Biden. Uh, on the program today, my fellow Americans, on the voice of a nation will be IQ Al-Razuli. And let me tell you, he's an Iraqi exiled Arabic speaker, scholar, author, political analyst. Uh, he's been with us for many years and always a delight to have his perspective on world affairs and none other than uh, very clearly the Middle East. This is his territory right here to speak about uh, uh, it, it also is the political territory of Alana Friedman, who's a veteran intelligence analyst. Uh, and mostly because, you know, she's, yeah, she's an expert in counterterrorism solutions. She's an expert in a lot of these world political affairs, to be sure. But she trained in Israel. She lived there for a lot of years with her family, raised her family and so on and so forth. So she knows the lay of the land. So we're dealing with a couple of folks today who know the lay of the land and what's transpiring there uh, in the Middle East. 
IQL was really welcome here, brother. And it's good to have you on the program. And I want to start right off at the very tip top here. And as we typically do, up, up at 30,000 feet is a good place to be at the moment here. We see what's transpired with, with the trip here, but I, I want to drive into the real, let's cut right to the chase of the Iran nuclear program. A lot's been said about this over the years. I think listeners know you're either most probably our listeners understand the volatility and the the, the challenges with that agreement. Uh, now, Biden is still holding out for whatever try, and, you know, trying to say that maybe there will be an agreement. But he says he's losing patience with the Iranians because they're not coming to the table, clearly. Well, I would suggest to you, IQ, and I would actually question you. I would imagine the reason they're not coming to the table is they're pretty well, pretty close to being able to eat their dinner, lunch and breakfast at the moment. Everything they've been striving for for many, many years and now being a nuclear state. And then what happens next? Tell me what you really know about that moment, how close they really are. And what do we see happening uh, as the differences with uh, Lapid, uh, the prime minister of Israel, and Biden is very clear on the Iran deal is a, is a real uh, hot spot for this. So where are we at? Because Lapid is only temporary. And there will be an election soon in October, November. Most probably, I'm saying just most probably, Benjamin Netanyahu will come back as prime minister. Now stop there a moment. Do you, that, that's a revelation you make right there that just stops me in my tracks. I've got to stop you a moment. That is very interesting news. I have not heard that. And you're the first one I've heard it for. Now just stay right there a moment. Please tell me why. Why? Why? What, what's the help listeners understand what the political premise is out there that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu would come back? What, what is that? Well, first of all, Benjamin Netanyahu has got 37% of the voters supporting him. This is a fact. The coalition that was made against him was, were made from Arabs, leftists, and communists. Mm -hmm. That's why they failed. And they would fail again if they, uh, there's another election. He is the most remarkable prime minister in the history of, of mm -hmm. Israel. Mm -hmm. Not only does he have excellent knowledge of Congress and the American thinking, mm -hmm. but he has an excellent relationship with all the Arab world surrounding Israel, all of them. Yeah. So he's the best person to counter Iran. Yeah, yeah. Now, now there was a lot of what IQ is referring to. There, there was a lot of, of, of fancy footwork and maneuvering going on in the last election, as you say, IQ, to push him out of office. Uh, now, with uh, we're let me ask you this other point to this uh, that you bring up, yeah, because I have to know, as I'm, I'm very intrigued with this, is uh, what what is the um, last I knew on this IQ, they were trying to really get him arrested on criminal charges and get him. I mean, the real goal of his enemies were to get him in prison, and he had a lot of enemies he created out there, frankly. Where's all that at? Has any of that calmed down or is that still a potential? It's a, actually, it's the same thing they've done here with Trump in the U.S., frankly, IQ. They've sort of assassinated him in the same sort of way, political assassination, I'm calling it here, in the same sort of way, I think. Is that a comparison or no? Absolutely correct. It was always the same. Okay. Trump suffered and Netanyahu suffered in exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. Both of them were accused of corruption and collusion and so on and so forth. Maybe he is corrupt. I'll tell you something. 
I don't care how corrupt he is, as long as he takes care more of Israel than anybody else. I don't care if Donald Trump is corrupt. Why? Because literally every single member in Congress is corrupt. Yeah. In other words, you're saying it comes with the game. You're saying it's, I think, right. That's it. It's how is the degree of corruption, which is the the important thing. They are accusing him of a few hundred thousand dollars in gifts of uh, cigars. Right, right, right. Jewelry, jewelry, stuff like that. Yeah. In my country, Iraq, the government has stolen $400 billion, not million, billion. So the degree of corruption is not comparable. But as a leader of Israel, you, I'm sure Ilana will agree, he is second to none. Absolutely yeah. second. Well, let, let's pull her in right now to this. I, I know I'm doing this now. It's not exactly where I thought we'd start and go, but it's actually good. It's actually good because... Uh, well, Ilan, let me just ask you with Netanyahu. What, talk about what we say there. Do you, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts. I've never talked to you about this specifically. Back to the uh, the, the allegations and accusations of fraud, uh, criminal intent, that sort of thing. And do you have any sense with your intelligence out there that that Netanyahu could have another political life? There actually was a um, a report this morning that said that in the very complicated process of putting a government together, uh, any candidate, which means any party, because you vote for a party, not a candidate uh, in Israel, uh, that Netanyahu and his party would have and this was ascertained with a, a national poll, uh, would have 51% of the votes that he, of the parties, other parties, the mandates of the people who sit in the Knesset, which is the parliament, any candidate needs 51% of, of um, which a, means- A collection of he parties, has to right? Have more than 60 votes. There is 120 people in the parliament and he needs more than 60 votes and he would have six something like 61 or something according to this poll now that's a first because up to now they said that nobody has a majority Um, in fact uh, the party doesn't he puts together a majority by putting bringing other parties into his camp it's not his party. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, 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 Israel is fun in politics where you, um, uh, the different political parties align with each other as they did in this particular case with uh, to sink the candidate or raise them up, right, Delano? He has managed to put it together at, at wow. according to this poll so that if there were an election today, the, likelihood, the likelihood is that he could form okay. a government and that would make him prime minister. Oh, well, let me ask you this now, do you, real fast and quickly. I don't want to go too far down this, but uh, do you have any sense of the uh, the enemies that are after him uh, for, for criminal charges? And like you said, well, as I could put it, well, cigars and jewelry, whatever. I mean, whatever he's done. Uh, do you have any sense that that is... Uh, dormant now or is that going to be a problem no, for Netanyahu? It's not dormant as 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 IQ said um and as I've said also I agree with you completely 
it, it's like Israel is a tiny mirror of the United States. It's an echo. Whatever's going on in the United States is also probably going on in Israel. And so what happened to, to uh, Donald Trump in the United States also happened to Netanyahu in Israel. And now Netanyahu is going to try to make an uh, a, a comeback in October. Okay. And the possibility is that you, you know, will do it. You know, I got to tell you both, wouldn't it be fascinating? I just really find this fascinating what we're talking about. Wouldn't it be quite fascinating to jump ahead? Oh, I, I mean, not, this, this would really rock a lot of people. It would actually irritate folks. But a couple of years from now, whatever, it would have to be after 2024. Think about the landscape. If there was some political high stakes game again in the Middle East, which there always is, and you had Benjamin Netanyahu there as the prime minister and you had Donald Trump as a U.S. president. Oh, my golly. Would that not be a moment yeah. again? I mean, really, though. And wow. it's possible. Wow. It seems like it's possible, uh, Malcolm, uh -huh. because there, you know, we're talking about yeah. a red wave in this country and yeah. it may or may not happen. But yeah. if it happens yeah. and if Netanyahu is able to put a government together in October, we're talking about October, November yeah. uh, with our midterms. Yeah. Uh, it's going yeah. to be monster. I yeah. mean, it's, a, it's huge. OK. All right. Well, the reason I find it uh, IQ fascinating, let me get on to the bigger part of this conversation with you now. But the reason I find uh uh, this uh, fascinating as well. And some of the comments you made on Netanyahu, uh, to be clear, uh, I have always been, and, I, and, I, and I'm not afraid to say this because it's, I have always been, I mean, like it or leave it, a big fan of Benjamin Netanyahu. I've always been. I always have. I, I can't, I can only explain it. Everything about him in the way he presents itself uh, he's such a leader in regards to his um, his command of the position and the way. And, and there were times back then when we had the other buffoon here as the U.S. President Obama. I used to wish we had somebody like a Netanyahu uh, when he would talk at the, uh, you know, these world events and stuff. And I thought, you know, we need a leader like that right here. This is before Trump now, you know. And uh, but I always was a fan IQ of the man and the way he commanded uh, the narrative and was able to. And, and he's a patriot like nobody's business for um, uh, for Israel and has and understands the uh, severity of this major relationship with the United States, the importance of it and, uh, and Israel, of course. All right. On to the big point here. Now, I know we took a side trip, but I think it was a fascinating side trip of uh, Netanyahu and world politics. And of course, the prime minister of Lapid, who's there now. Uh, so this uh, Iran deal now, supposedly IQ, and the fact that uh, Lapid is stepping up and saying, no, we, we're not going to have this new plan deal. We, you know, he still is of that position, as most Israel leaders are saying, this is a, a death sentence for us and we're not going to have it. This, talk about, and just let me throw this at you right now, and then I'm going to give the floor to you. Uh, my gut, and I haven't talked to you about any of this prior to now, but my gut is the silence that I have noticed, and, and, and again, this is just me now, uh, from Iran in the past many, many, many months, it's been building now, to me has been deafening. I noticed some very odd things. And again, I haven't heard anybody say this. I haven't read it anywhere. It's just my gut feeling, IQ. So I, I don't know if you agree with it or not, but my sense is they're up to no damn good in a very big, 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 big way. P 
pick it up right there, please, and tell me what's going on and more to this end of this Iran nuclear program and Lapid and the relations, please. Finally, you are absolutely right. You remember in my talk shows before, I said every single time the CIA or whoever was responsible to estimate whether Russia and China would be able to become a nuclear power, they were wrong every single time. I said the same thing about Iran. The latest reports from the Americans, Iran is only a few weeks or a few months away from an atom bomb. And if these are the estimates, you're right, they already have it. That's why they're quiet. They already have it. Yeah. What to be done about it? That's another story. If our Netanyahu in power, that's a different story. He wanted to attack yeah. in 2012, if I remember correctly. And uh, Obama forbade him. And that was a long time ago. Israel has advanced enormously in this time. And they don't have to fly over enemy territory anymore. They can fly literally over Saudi Arabia it's with amazing. their gratitude yeah. and attack Iran. I, all right. I, I'm guessing they're not doing this for tourism uh, aspects. You have Iran over there and what's going on. Talk about the strategic nature of that airspace opening, please. By the way, this airspace opening did not occur because of Biden. This had happened already before because the Saudis have allowed El Al, which is the Israeli uh, version of their own uh, transportation system, air transport. They allowed them a few months ago yeah. to travel from India all the way to Ben-Gurion Airport across Saudi Arabia. And something else you have to remember, when, by, when Trump landed in Saudi Arabia, he flew from Saudi Arabia directly to Israel. So Biden, all he's doing is flying from Israel to Saudi Arabia, but he's not doing any firsts. Okay, well, they've reported it as the very first. So well, you're, you're... Report, I mean, this is the news media. They can report it from here. <laughs> okay. But, All, right. Right. All right, so let's get right. So it, it, the strategic nature of the airspace, it, 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 has Saudi Arabia opened that up more? I mean, the references in the media, IQ, is that it's to calm the relationships and bring Saudi Arabia and Israel uh, on the same sheet of music. Not true, not true, not true, not true at all. I didn't think it was. Go ahead. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Because Israel and Saudi Arabia have been close to each other now since the uh, uh, Abraham Accords. They are completely in touch on a regular basis to do with the uh, you know, anti-terrorism. And let, me, and let me let me tell listeners now, please, the Abraham Accords that uh, IQ is referring to was on Donald Trump's watch. Is that correct, Absolutely. IQ? Yeah. Absolutely. That was a historical peace deal that really was mind-boggling. Mind Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. everybody said it would never happen until there is a Palestinian state. By the way, the Palestinian state was available to the Palestinians in 1948, in 1956, in 1967, in 1973, and in 2001 and 12, and you name it, they refused it every single time. And at the moment, 90% of the help that was coming to them from Arabs have stopped completely. The Arabs are not supporting them anymore. Do you know who's supporting them? The Europeans and the Americans. Too stupid to even think about it, but they're doing it. For him to brag, for Biden to brag that he gave them 500 million dollars, but this $500 million should have been used for America, to defend America, mm -hmm. not to give, to give it to the Palestinians. 
did you know that the Palestinian Authority, the leader Abbas, the 82, 83 years old, is on his 17th year of a four-year presidency. He and his sons have pilfered $400 million. $400 million. Why is America supporting him? Nobody gives you a good answer. Nobody. Hmm. There is not a single advantage from Palestinians to Israel, to, uh, to America. Okay. They, in fact, when the Twin Towers collapsed, mm -hmm. the greatest celebrations were in Gaza and, and uh, the Palestinian territories. The greatest celebrations were on 2001 mm -hmm. in Gaza and the West Bank. I don't understand why they're supporting them. Maybe you do. Maybe Ilana does. I have no idea. Yeah. But there's not a single advantage. None. Yeah. Uh, Ilana, let, let's let's ask you right now on what IQ brings up there, the support he's referencing, referring to. Um, you have any sense of why that is? No, I don't think there's any. It's, it's political. It has to do with internal pressure from uh, um, Israel hating um power people in the United States, but there is no good reason for supporting the, uh, the, the Palestinians in any way, because first of all, they are the only people in the whole world who are considered refugees 75 years after um, they they were uh, they, they left the country uh, some some by force some by uh, of their own free will many of them by their own free will and and now they're claiming that when, at the time there were maybe five hundred thousand people who left there are now half a million people who claim to be Palestinian refugees and are getting the benefit of our contributions to the United Nations in in the the United Nations agency which is the only agency that is completely dedicated to one set of refugees. The whole situation is like from Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something else. President Biden and Israel's caretaker, Prime Minister Lapid, just signed a security pledge agreement. Yeah. Um, uh, and that would be to, I'm, I'm changing subjects a little bit, but it, it, it shows the, the ridiculousness of of our policies, um, they signed this agreement. Yes, uh, on on um, uh, on Thursday, when uh, when Biden was still in Israel, to prevent Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons. Right. Now that's a joke, and I want to come back to what 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 uh, IQ said, because for one thing, it, Iran already has nuclear weapons, <clears throat> according to my sources. <clears throat> sorry, Iran has enriched enough uranium to achieve 350 pounds of weapons grade nuclear material, which they tell me is currently being loaded onto missile warheads. And when IQ said that it may be weeks away, right. that's not wrong. It could be weeks, it could be maybe a couple of months, but they intended, uh, their intended target is Israel and the possible attack date could very well be as okay. soon as a few weeks away. Okay, well, let's, all right, let's fr freeze that thought there a moment. I want to, I want to focus on that just a moment here. Now, Ilana and IQ, I want you both to um, keep live right here a moment. And, and based on what Ilana's talking about right there, and that's my sense, what she just shared, 
is my sense as well from what I've seen and conversations we've had that they are indeed that close. And as Alana says, they're actually loading them on the missile. I mean, they are that close indeed. So here's, here's really what I want to understand. And IQ, speak to this, please. If that is all happening, and as we see that it is, and they're that close back to that silence, I've been talking about the deafening uh, sound of that silence. So what happens, as I understand it, and, and uh, you're far more knowledgeable about this than I am, IQ. So, but as I understand it, as soon as Iran has that potential to get those up in the air and release those, I understand that's the game plan. There's no second course or second thought to what they're doing. That's off. Now, what I wonder is a whole set of questions at that point. Uh, does does Israel know that's coming before they even release them because they know everything that's happening there with all the spies and all the information and all the stuff that's collecting that they actually know exactly where they're at? So have do they respond before they even get them off the ground? As I've heard reports of that. How does the world react to that? Because, you know, all the media is going to take it out of context. Oh, my God, they went after Iran for no reason. I could see all that happening right there. Um is that a real scenario? Is that is that incorrect? Help me with that, IQ. First of all, I want I don't give a damn what the world thinks. Why? I'll tell you why. Since 1979, with the Ayatollah's revolution in Iran, they have declared publicly and in the United Nations that the intention of the the Islamic Republic of Iran is the extermination of Israel. This is by itself an act of war. Iran should have been chucked out of the United Nations. Nobody did anything. So when you tell me the world, who gives a damn about the world? Look at what's happening in Ukraine. Who cares? Who cares? Honestly, who cares? Israel will, will do whatever it needs to do. Whether the Israeli uh, government at the moment is aware or not, I honestly can't answer. Obviously, if they have the ability to go into Tehran and take from inside Tehran the top secret documentation and uh, hardware, hard disks of the atomic installations that they had mm -hmm. from the middle of Tehran, that was three to four years ago, anything is possible that they know. Right. Of course, right. they most probably will attack the rocket before it starts lifting off. Let's say those those nuclear armed missiles are off and they they there's a strategic. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Iran has thought this out. They live, sleep and think and breathe this stuff every hour of every day. Wiping Israel off the map is their whole mission in life. It's their goal. It's what they live for. It's what they die for. It's who they are. They've made it very clear. No doubt about it. Could, based on all of this, could Iran absolutely wipe Israel off the map at that moment. Yes or no, IQ? No chance in hell. No chance no in hell. Chance. Let me explain something to you, please. Iran might have one bomb. They might have two. Okay. Israel in 1973 had 200. Mm -hmm. Read my, listen to my words. In 1973, they had 200. They can wipe Iran off the face of the earth. But I don't like to talk like this. This is a specific mm -hmm. item. Israel will attack the Iranian installations where the rockets were going to go up. That's all they have to do. Uh, right, right. You're saying That's so. All they have okay. to do. Nothing else is, matters, really. There is nothing else right. that matters. 
so then the, the, the quandary of questions we need to be asking then is the long-term game for Iran. They're not idiots. Uh, well, they're not, with all due respect, they are idiots. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. All right. I understand you would say that, but they're, but they're not. Uh, they, it depends what we qualify an idiot to be. I imagine they have some intellect in their brains is all I'm suggesting. And I'm not suggesting they're s- smart or uh, highly intelligent to any level, but, uh, you know, would they engage in that sort of thing? Is there a bigger long-term plan? Uh, you know, this kind of plays into this whole thing. Ilana, you have a, fo- you have a sense of this? Oh, oh of yeah, I sure do. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I, I want to say something that, about Israel's intelligence, which is still superb. The fact that uh, the raid that IQ mentioned that Israel made on this document center, they they got into Iran, they got into this highly secure center, they carted off over a ton of documents and electronic equipment and all kinds of things. And then they got out of Iran without anybody knowing it. They've also picked off some of the top commanders in in Iran's uh, military, and they are are way on top of their game. And if if you ask me if I know about uh, uh, Iran's nuclear capabilities right now, you can bet that the Israeli intelligence knows far better than I do about what's going on there. So in order to answer your question, what I think Israel um, is, is positioned to do is first of all, to know the plans of the Iranian uh, government, and then to preempt any strike and to target specifically the nuclear uh, facilities that need to be taken out. And they have more than enough qualifications and equipment and, uh, and, and, and bomb capability, missile capability to do it well and incisively and without harming the general population. Okay. So, so you have confidence, and it sounds like you both have a level of confidence that this ultimate goal that Iran uh, has, uh, without taking anything for granted, uh, that there's enough um, on the other side of this thing with, with, with Israel to defend itself, number one, which we, we have said repeatedly that's the case. But I guess that doesn't mean we should take anything for granted with Iran. They should never become a nuclear state. That's the bottom line, Ilana, isn't it? It is, except that they already are. There, we, we're talking about something okay. that has already happened. We're ignoring it. We're not. We're not willing to believe that Iran actually has nuclear capability. But everything I'm hearing is that they already have it, and they're 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 putting it to work. And I think the the uh, the thing to remember is that Israel is not in the business of wanting to commit suicide and murder all its people. And the interesting thing about this, you know, is that. If let's say that the Iranians plan to drop nuclear bombs on Israel, they don't give a darn about uh, about whom they kill. In addition, about the Palestinians, not a worry about their third holiest site in Jerusalem. Who cares? They are not considering any of this. They want to wipe Israel off the map, as you said, Malcolm, and that's their mission. And so they need to be stopped at the core, which means at the heart of all of their nuclear facilities and all of their military capability. 
so as we continue on here, I uh, want to bring to your attention here a huge uh, deal here in the month of July. If you're listening to this program on talk radio or on podcast, and it's still in July, you're in good shape. You're, you're in, got good news for you actually here. For the first time ever in celebration of America's independence, uh, you can get immune super boost from Healthy Cell this month only right now uh, for 50% off right now. That's right now. So uh, the goal here, <laughs> it was real simple. They were going to do this promotion for a week. I suggested to the CEO, no, if we're going to do this at the beginning of July, let's do it for the whole month. He looked at said, okay, if that's what you want, Malcolm, so that's what we got. That's what we're doing. And we want everybody to have immune super boost. Everybody. Why? Because it protects you. It creates a great immune system. Vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. Think about what this microgel does for your body. And it is a microgel. And the absorption of a microgel into your body is incredible. Not like the old chalky pills and all that garbage, people. This is a microgel. So tastes good. It's a berry taste right out of the little package. Travels easy in your mouth and down. Or as I always say, as I do, put in a little bit of water. I put in a couple, three ounces only because I take other things with it. And so it's easy for me to do that. That's all. Uh, I love the product, Immune Super Boost. 50% off. Here's the code. You got to use America 50. Normally it's out loud, uh, but America 50 in July will get you 50% off immune super boost. And this is for repeat orders or new orders. It doesn't matter. You're, you're all entitled to a 50%. So what are you waiting for? Go get your immune super boost. Don't wait, run. Uh, HealthyCell.com forward slash out loud is how you get there to get the immune super boost. While you're there, look at all those other products as well, by the way. They have incredible products that I tell you about, like focus and recall helps with our brain, long COVID, brain fog, that sort of thing. It's a tangerine orange taste, same taste, same thing, microgel, a REM sleep helps you sleep. Their products are second to none. All those other products, if your first time order, you'll get 20% off everything else. Just use the code out loud as is normal for our listeners here at America Out Loud. We have the only deal like this with Healthy Cell, by the way. So it's a phenomenal product. I cannot speak more highly about it. I take it myself every day. You hear Dr. McCullough on the platform. You hear other docs on the platform talking about it. There's a reason that's the case. Listen, we believe in free speech here. We believe that everybody should be able to say what they wish to say. Always as ladies and gentlemen, I suggest to you, at least in my world, that's my caveat to, to that. But still, free speech is part of it. Even if somebody is going to get rough and tumble with you, that's that is a beautiful American thing. And, you know, recently, if you've been paying attention, and I'm sure you have, you know that uh, Dr. Simone Gold, who's been a medical freedom advocate, uh, and uh, she has been sentenced to prison uh, for a couple of months now uh, that she'll, she would be in prison uh, for. And this is one of the frontline doctors. You remember her with the white robe? She was all over the news and she cre they created all this uh, uh, help with COVID when we were in the heat of the pandemic. The frontline doctors, well, Dr. Simone Gold, she was front and center and all that. And she became... Uh, enemy number one uh, to the state, probably, is what's happened here. And because she happened to be up at the Capitol event, in any event, they put charges on her. It was a political uh, assassination is what we're talking about here. Uh, and they've accused her of things that are inappropriate. And in any event, that's what we're dealing with here. Uh, it's, it's selective prosecution, friends, is what it is. And it's wrong. And it doesn't belong in America. Period. End stop. 
I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, or what you are. It doesn't belong here, okay? So we need to support Dr. Simone Gold. And you'll, you'll hear there'll be some interviews coming on the platform with her and so on and so forth. But this enters in the Genesis Fogger. I want you to be aware of uh, the uh, HOCL, the Hypochlorous Amazin, uh, because it kills everything. Pathogens, SARS-CoV-2, vitamins. Uh, it kills all kinds of things, just like, uh, well, in place of vitamins. I mean, this thing kills everything. Um, and it's perfectly safe for your body. I mean, the that's the beautiful thing about HOCL. You can clean your fruits and vegetables with it. You can nasal rinse with it. But yet it kills all the pathogens and viruses, diseases, that sort of thing. So I highly recommend it. And um, the, the Fogger, you, you get 15% off. Uh, again, you use the code out loud. You go to genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud. Just go to strategic partners back at America Out Loud in the center column on the front page, and you'll get all those banner ads. But anyways, we are going to give uh, Genesis HOCL 10% of all the proceeds back to the legal fund of Dr. Simone Gold. There's the tie-in right there for you. We believe in free speech. We support Genesis HOCL with this. We support the father and we absolutely support Dr. Simone Gold. And proceeds will go to her legal fund and help her with the battle here that she is battling right now. So there's a lot more to that story, but that's the point. Uh, support that. There's a free ebook. I'm going to leave you with that. A free ebook at americaoutloud.com. Go look at the uh, the banner ads there for Genesis Fogger. Get the free ebook. Read up on HOCL. You will come away like I did, mesmerized with the product. There's no doubt about it. The, the product goes into the Fogger, kills all the pathogens. It is amazing stuff. Go check that out, friends, as well. And let's support free speech here at America Out Loud. We'll take a quick pause. We'll join you just on the other side here. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. 
go to HealthyCell.com and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off any order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off. Join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, uh, yours truly. Privileged to be with you as always, my fellow Americans, and to our tremendous friends around the globe. Uh, we love the fact you listen to America Out Loud, and we see the analytics, and we know the countries you're coming from, and we really appreciate you being here. Uh, listen, this is where freedom reigns. I mean, liberty and justice for all. That's what it's all about. That's our mantra here at America Out Loud for sure. Uh, we're talking Middle East politics today and, and high stakes game uh, for sure of, uh, of, of nuclear war in the Middle East, something that, uh, you know, we've talked about over the years and, and uh, uh, hoped and prayed it would never happen in our lifetimes. But Iran is at the cusp of having these nuclear weapons. The question is, should we be concerned or not be concerned? You listen to some of the uh, politics and the lay of the land here. Joining us on the program here is Ilana Freeman is here and IQ Al Razuli are both here in this uh, uh, significant conversation I wanted to have with you here. Uh, now, let me cut right to the chase of this political storm with Iran, nuclear weapons, what they know or don't know. Uh, Israel about it. We assume uh, that they know a lot, as you suggested a moment ago, Ilana, that they are um, certainly uh, uh, have a lot of people in positions of power uh, throughout that state of Iran, and they surely know what's going on. That's my sense. That's what you've said as well. Uh, so then with Biden trying to still keep the door open for an Iran uh, nuclear deal, uh, Iran doesn't really want the deal because they're close to, as you just said before the pause there, getting them on the missiles and shooting them off. But I'm not sure what their game is at this point, Ilana. It's very perplexing because if they, they got to know that Israel knows, they got to know that Israel can defend himself. They got to know that Israel has, uh, as IQ suggested, new, major nuclear defenses. They have to know all of this. So why would they do something so stupid, Alana? Well, I don't think you can apply Western logic to this, Malcolm. This is a, in my view, this is a a form of insanity that has <laughs> infected the uh, the Muslims who are so anti-Israel for no particular reason. Israel has given so much to the world in, in medicine and technology and all the things that make our lives easier today. Um, many of them have originated in Israel as a result of Israel, Israeli ingenuity. And, and to, to just want to destroy it because um, makes no sense at all. It, it doesn't make any sense by by our Western logic, but in their their crippled minds, um, it it makes sense because this is what I guess Allah ordained. Um, and and so I don't think we can look at it that way. We have to look at it as 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 a a Iran is committed to this, as is Hamas and Hezbollah and others, and they. Their whole mission in life is to destroy Israel and kill the Jews. That's it. Um, there doesn't need to be logic for it. And, and I think trying to apply logic to it gets in the way of solving the problem. 
because this is a this is a poison to society. This is a poison to civilization and to democracy. And as Americans, we should recognize that. Well, I know you have a very strong feelings, IQ, uh, about what Ilana speaks about there. And really, you have to go from this standpoint, from 30,000 feet where we started today, and you have to raise the stakes up to about 80,000 feet to really have a conversation. So like it's out of this world almost to really understand what we're talking about. Because as she references Oliver and you reference that, it does make sense for Iran when their ultimate goal is that if you don't subscribe to their brand of uh, their being religious fanatics uh, and their Sharia law in what they want, you are the enemy. And it's not just Israel, it's the entire Western civilization as a whole. Their idea is to uh, circle the planet and uh, to take it all over. Speak about that, IQ. The Quran mandates hatred of the Jews. Well, it's not the Quran, in fact. Muhammad, who authored the Quran, nobody reveals anything to Muhammad, by the way. It's all bullcrap about Muhammad received revelations from Allah through the angel called Jibreel. Every letter, every word, every sentence, ayah, and every chapter, surah in the Quran are the products of Muhammad's imaginations, the secretions of his warped mind, but cleverly projected into the unsuspecting mouth of Allah and Jibreel to give them the aura of sanctity and divinity. By the way, when you have time, if you have time, I can prove to you that the Quran is Zionist. The same Quran that hates the Jews because of Muhammad is totally Zionist. Why? Because Allah in the Quran says in chapter five, verse 21, about Israel, about it's the land that I, I have written to, to you. The land means the, the, the holy land that Allah bequeathed to you. It's in the Quran, but not a single imam or scholar of Islam will ever reveal this. There are chapters and verse, verses in the Quran which completely support Israel and the the Holy Land. Israel is mentioned in the Quran more than Muhammad. Muhammad mentioned four times. The word Israel mentioned maybe 23 times. I'm not propag- propagating uh, or propagandizing. It is in the Quran. But these verses are never mentioned by the, Quran, by the Imams. These verses are not mentioned by anybody in the Western media. Yeah. This is a holy war. A religious war started to do with land. The Muslim lands are five million square miles. Right. I wanted to register five million square miles. Israel is as than eight thousand square miles. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with land. It has to do everything to do with religion, right. which is the belief system of Islam. Now, Shia Islam is unique because Shia Islam, according to them, for the Mahdi which is their Messiah or the version of Messiah. For their Messiah to come back after 1,100 years of hiding somewhere in uh, in a cave, in fact, in a well, they need to go in a nuclear war. You can laugh from here to eternity about this idea. But this is their belief system. This is Shia belief system. 
Shia are 15% of Islam. 85% is Sunni Muslims. The Shia are called Kuffar. The Sunni Muslims call them Kuffar, means apostates, means infidels. They are not considered Muslims. Why? Because Shia Islam believes that Ali, the cousin of Muhammad, is superior to Muhammad. These are revelations I'm telling you now that nobody in America must have heard about. Right. Nobody, unless they are learned. All right. So I, I, I think, you know, I wouldn't argue, and Alana, I don't know that you would either, with the fact that it is a religious war, a holy war. I mean, you don't hear that a lot today, but that really is what we're dealing with out there, isn't it, Alana? Yes, it is. Absolutely. I don't disagree with anything that IQ just said. I think it supports what, what, I, what I was trying to say, which is that this is something that we in the West don't understand, this kind of, of, of passion uh, to destroy something else that is that we consider uh, to be anathema to us. This is, um, this is something that uh, is, is very complex. It's not simple. It's not, it's not easy to understand. And most of us in the West don't understand it uh, because it, it's so foreign to our way of thinking. All right. So it, it, it does sound to me then that... Israel, Ilana, I mean, it's safe to say that Israel, from everything I've seen here and that we've talked about, uh, you can't take anything for granted, but they're going to be okay, aren't they? I mean, they're going to be able to defend you. What you and IQ continue to tell me they're going to be able to defend themselves just fine. So no matter what happens, whether Biden strikes some Iran deal with them or whether that happens or not, I mean, I, I don't know that it's going to change that outcome, is it? Well, it, 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 there, there's something that, that I'm hearing um, okay. about through various channels, and that is that the, the plan for Iran is not just to send missiles from Iran, but also to attack from, from Lebanon and Syria by Hezbollah and by uh, Hamas in Gaza okay. and have a, a kind of uh, attack from all sides to uh, and and a, a rain of missiles mm -hmm. uh, that would be very hard to confront. And that's why the preemptive strike is so important. But that the plan is to overwhelm Israel. So it's not that easy to say okay. Israel will survive. It may. And I think it has a good chance of surviving. But they have to be very, now, very now you, ju you just said the big thing. Right. Thank you for sharing what you just shared. And I, and I knew what you just said because we have talked about that point before, which brings me to the point of what I was saying to you earlier, IQ, about this, when I made the point, and what Alana just says about that, with all of those other strategic partners around Israel that surrounds it and that multifaceted attack, I have to believe that Iran, when I said, no, they're not idiots in the sense that they don't know what they're doing, obviously, and you say, well, they are, but they're really not when it comes to what they're doing and how they got here. I have to figure they have another plan. I have to figure there's something else going on that we're not really looking at and seeing. And actually what Alana just shared, we have talked about before the strategic nature of that happening beyond Iran itself. Speak about that IQ. Is that a concern? Of course, Ilana is right because Iran has proxy people. Proxy people means they use other people to do their dirty work. In the Yemen, they have the Houthis. The Houthis, who are they? They Shia Muslims. In Bahrain, in Kuwait, in Saudi Arabia, uh, the, the number of uh, 
Shia Muslims in Saudi Arabia is 18%. And they incited by Iran to go against the government. The Hezbollah and the Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon destroyed Lebanon. They destroyed their Muslims. Lebanon was a Christian country. Now it's a Muslim country, but it's a Shia Muslim country. So Hezbollah works on behalf of Iran. In my country, Iraq, the Iraqi government works on behalf of Iran. Hamas works on behalf of Iran. These are proxy terrorist organizations. In Syria, exactly the same thing. She's right, of course, they coordinate. They always say they will coordinate an attack against Israel. That's right, that's right. Now, people don't seem to understand or they don't want to understand. Mm-hmm. America, by not defending or helping Israel to the, by the way, America does not need to defend Israel. Do you know there is a single American who died for Israel in 72 years? Not one. Tens of thousands of Americans died on behalf of Muslims or Arabs. Tens of thousands of them. For Israel, she doesn't want an American to die. All they want is support. That's all they want. They don't want Americans to fight for them. They will do the, the fighting. And they've done a fantastic job. 48, 36, 67, 73, 82, you name it. They've done a fantastic job. Without yeah, a single yeah. American dying. Yeah. Yeah. No, no what, what you say here is very important for listeners to understand. Uh, he's talking about all the years and all the decades past that Israel has clearly defended itself very, very well. Uh, but not to take anything for granted again, I think this is uh, very good the way we've uh, brought this to a head. Uh, so that means it, it brings us back to the importance of this Iranian deal and stopping uh, Iran. We've only got moments left here, but... Um, stop in Iran. What does that look like? Bottom line, take one minute and let's wrap this all up, each of you. Uh, Ilana, start with you. What does that look like? Stop in Iran. We have the Biden administration in office now. We see the lay of the land. What has got to be done to stop them? I, I think, first of all, these discussions have to stop. They're, they're failing anyway, so I don't think that's a problem. Iran doesn't want want to conclude these discussions. They're just by they're they are 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 simply wasting our time. Right. Uh, I think what has to be done to stop them is first of all to destroy their nuclear capability. It can't be done through discussion. It I think believe unfortunately it has to be done militarily from the sky. Uh, I think it will be. Um, and and that that will stop Iran. Iran has to be stopped uh, politically in the United Nations. That won't happen. It 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 has to be left to the free okay. world, which is essentially the United States support of Israel, uh, who will be at the forefront of this. And it has to be stopped by taking out their nuclear capability okay. first, and then hopefully have the, their government will fail and there will be another revolution. And that would really be something because the, Ira- the Iranian people are wonderful people. Um, they, they just have a terrible, terrible and very destructive government. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the Iranian people, um, many times, I mean, they they um, embrace Western values, many of them do, uh, that you see the culture there. Um, IQ, pick up where Ilani is right there now, and that end conclusion we're talking about, what does it look like for you? He's absolutely right. They have to be preemptively attacked. Their military installations got to be destroyed. And the, the purpose should be the overthrow of the government. It's that simple. And I'll tell you what, when that government becomes weak completely, 
The Iranian people will destroy them completely. They will destroy the mullahs and the ayatollahs and the imams completely. Which is another revolution, which is what Alana spoke about absolutely, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It will be a counter-revolution right. with a bloodbath. Right. A bloodbath. Right. And that is a moment in time for sure when that happens, looking at history here. Um, so for that to happen then, in conclusion, uh, IQ, um, uh, this uh, this conclusive deal you're talking about, then why, I guess the only question I have left, why has not Israel already done what you both said needs to be done? Why hasn't that already happened? What the hell are they waiting for? I have absolutely no idea. That would be a $64 million question. I see. I have mm -hmm. no idea. But mm -hmm. I mean, as I said, they will attack when they know the missiles are going to have atomic bombs loaded on them. They are very precise. Mm -hmm. They have always been precise. When they attacked Osirak, when they attacked the nuclear reactor in, in Syria, they knew exactly to the last day or last minute when to attack and how to attack. They'll do it. Israel does not start wars. Israel responds when it's attacked. And if it's and that means that also includes preemptive attacks. So to answer your question, Israel mm. hasn't done it because Israel does not start wars. Mm. They never have. Interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it, actually, and to end it right there. That's that's fascinating conversation. Um, it really is. But a lot of food for thought with what we just discussed, friends, in, in the Middle East and uh you know, it's it's that moment of mercy. When does that moment come where Israel can't, uh, they can't, they cannot wait by the sidelines any further, right? That is the question you have to be, you have to see here. And when I ask the question, why haven't they done it already? Uh, I, I, said, well, I don't really know. That is 64 million dollar question. Well, Alana says, well, they don't start wars, but yet their existence hangs in the balance. You understand that their existence, that's a little more than just starting a war. I'll leave you with that thought, but their existence hangs in the balance. So potentially they're looking for that right moment of time to strike that balance because they do know they have to answer to uh, the right, which IQ would say, well, it doesn't matter what the hell the world thinks. Well, they would think differently and the world would think differently as well. doesn't matter what my opinion is on this. It is what it is. You're still playing geopolitical and world politics at the very same. You, you don't want to isolate yourself either. But again, friends, the, the rules of engagement change when your existence uh, is in play. Keep that in mind, please. Okay. All the rules are out the window when it's about your e e existence to live and to be. That changes everything. And I am certain today that Israel uh, has not lost uh, that point at all. That That is what motivates them, uh, Clitty, here. Very interesting conversation. Tremendous thank you uh, to IQ Al Razuli, uh, to Ilana Friedman, uh, both just brilliant minds. And it's terrific to sort of circle this uh, this problem. Very interesting conversation uh, coming after the uh, Biden um, trip out there in the Middle East here, friends. Um, we'll continue to watch these developments very, very, very carefully here uh, with Iran and their nuclear uh, program, if you will. So thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's always a privilege here. It's time to get involved and get loud America.